Ronaldo was charged with um charge. Can you, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa. No, sorry. I, I said was, charged with. It was a full sentence. I was, was voluntold. Can we like Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't charged with anything. <laughs> <laughs> What up, peeps? This is Alyssa, and I'm here with my co-host and faux little bro, Andre. And welcome to another episode of Teachers Like Us. Happy Gregorian New Year! And happy regular New Year. No, the New Year that we're talking about is based on the Gregorian calendar, which is why um, people will say Happy Gregorian New Year. Do you want to explain what the Gregorian calendar is? No, not really. No. Um, but (laughs) this is not, this is not an education podcast. (laughs) So in any case, and people celebrate different new years, right? Like lunar new year is coming up for people in February, Mm -hmm. um, who celebrate it. And so by saying happy Gregorian new year, it just acknowledges that at different points in the year, different religions, cultures, uh, people have different new years. And this is just one up. Okay, so happy new year to those of you that celebrate. Happy new year. Gregorian new year. I was just like, what is it again? <laughs> <laughs> um, so oh my goodness. Your, we're back. So, you know, we're back. We took a long break. Not. Yeah. I feel like we took a long break for for this time of year because we normally I don't think break during the break. I think we've always gone through the break. Yeah. Or we've done like one more. Yeah. I don't think we've, yeah, I think we've, no, I think we've traditionally just gone through the break because we're home and we're like, oh, let's chat yes. anyway. But we took vacations on opposite weeks. Yep. We we turned in our, our poor people cards and said, <laughs> yep, we're going because on Because I'm rich and you're poor. <laughs> <laughs> that guy? <laughs> I don't any, even know if I can shout him out because I don't know his name, but you that know what? guy. I need to find him on TikTok. on TikTok. I know his, his name is like Shabazz something. And the okay. only reason I know that is because, yeah we know one but like yeah his name is something like that and he does this segment on tiktok called i'm rich and you're poor hilarious hashtag capitalism but like <laughs> you know what sometimes you just gotta laugh and that one's funny so um, yeah so we turned in our poor cards and said yep everyone's going on vacation um <laughs> Alyssa piled up her trailer load of um Oy! home people and said pack up we're gonna take up half of the plane and we we're did out of here <laughs> six of us Six of us sitting right behind first class in second class, whatever that is. It's not business class. C- class plus. <laughs> class plus is what it was. It was like option plus. So we were like right there. So it was funny because where we were sitting, again, we were right behind first class. So like um, after the plane like finally levels off, all of a sudden they close the curtain and they look at you like, hmm, so sad This for one you. is not for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because I'm rich in your poor. <laughs> I'm not a poor like you. <laughs> so, yeah, like, um, they closed the things and I was just like, oh, rude. Like, you couldn't just leave it open and serve them their, their meals and their glasses with their cutlery. Like, you had to close it. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, 
we know they're getting special treatment because <laughs> yeah. they paid a lot of money up there. What yeah. am I going to do? Be jealous? Yeah, I wonder I mean. if there's like plain rules like, oh, if we close the curtain, we've divided it so we don't have to provide the same service. I wonder if something like that. Yeah. Because other than that, I know you guys are getting wine and stuff like that up there. <laughs> Just give it to uh, them. We had uh, libations as well. Oh. <laughs> in option plus we got one free so it wasn't like unlimited but we got one free and we got free snacks so as you can hear Alyssa also turned in her middle class card because <laughs> yeah. i didn't do that i said cheapest seats please <laughs> let me get to florida as soon as possible nah we we upgraded this vacay we were uh we were living large living large now we are not <laughs> <laughs> broke for 2020 yep 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 um so yeah but it was nice uh, honestly it's so funny because uh, I didn't realize, and again, this was like living a very middle class life with lots of children where like vacations just weren't even on the list of things that I thought we could do. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, this is really expensive. Like it's not accessible for everyone. Right. So it wasn't just like on my radar of things. And I didn't realize that like apparently teachers be going away during the break all the time. All the time. I, I was like, oh, where'd you guys just do this? Yeah. That's the one thing I said. Um to my wife this year it's like oh look we're like everybody else now because again people mm-hmm. used to always be like yeah i'm going here i'm going here and yeah. i'd be like i'm staying home yeah same <laughs> and enjoy this and hope it doesn't snow that's what i'm gonna do yeah. i can enjoy outside a little bit and maybe you know get some housework done that's what i did with my break same all the time. so much same whereas this time we, and um my wife was like hey you know what tired of living this regular regular life <laughs> Get on a plane, we're out of here. And not only get on a plane, we also went on a cruise. And this is my uh first time going on a cruise. Um, so it was like all kind of fear in my body. You're so funny. To to be like, yeah, I'm gonna go on this vessel and just be in water <laughs> for X amount of days and be okay with it. Okay, so funny. Now that you're talking about this, because I was about to be like I don't even understand why you have anything to be scared of. Like you, cause my philosophy about like cruises versus flying is like, I can swim. I can't fly. Right. But funny, not funny. I read that. And I think I read this when we were on vacation that this dad survived, like, I don't even know how many days at sea with nothing, like just himself. Um, I need to find this article cause it's going gonna, it's gonna to drive me nuts. But he survived after falling off a cruise ship. Oh, no. Yes. He said that the last thing he remembers is doing karaoke or something with like some family friends or whatever it is. And then walking back to his room. And he said the next thing he remembers, he was waking up in the ocean and the boat was like far away. Oh, my gosh. That's so scary. (laughs) See, look, look what you did. Now I'm never going again. (laughs) But yeah, no, it was a it was a fun trip. Um, good for the family to be a part of too. And again, it was just weird to again trade in the poor card and say, "Hey, let's go do." Stop saying trade in the poor card. <laughs> so it felt oh, like people are gonna be like, <laughs> "I'm hey, I'm still one of you. I got my card back. It's back." <laughs> when I when I crossed the border back to Canada, they said, "Hey, sir, remember who you are." <laughs> remember your place. <laughs> so I'm I'm back. Um, but it was it was cool. Uh, to be a part of that just different experience something for the kids to do a memory for the family to make as well so it was, it was good um so i'm guessing with your um 
newfound brown skin that you're <laughs> talk your, about it your mental health check it means that hey you're perfectly fine <laughs> isn't that you know what a little sun um a lot of rest so much rest not mm. on the actual vacation because again we went with four kids so like it wasn't a thing yeah actually that's a lie i did nap when we went back to the room because we would go back to the room between like it getting colder okay. <laughs> and like dinner and so we'd have that like buffer of time i always took a nap at that point <laughs> and we gave the kids their ipads and we were like yo do Be you quiet. exactly i'm napping um so yeah like i again a little sun i do i feel great right now um i will say Oh, I don't even want to like jinx it, but like this is the best I felt in a while. Let's be honest. Mm. I'm doing things that are like more myself again. Like I'm cycling again. I'm walking. I'm waking up in the morning. Like <laughs> whereas like before, all of those things were really difficult for me. And so I am. I'm feeling good. <laughs> um, let's hope it continues. And cross fingers, good things are in the works. Sure. Uh, but yeah. Also, we need to go back to this dad fell overboard thing because I found it and like I have to like I have to like say what it is. So he was overboard for 18 hours. No. 18 hours. Um, so yeah. Just in the water float. No thing. Yeah, you. he said um he was going on a cruise to Mexico. He's a construction worker and he fell overboard and spent spent hours in the Gulf of Mexico before being rescued. Um, so yeah, he yeah. <laughs> Went, went on. He was with uh, 17 of his family members. Wow. Yeah, he said that first night after the ship left New Orleans, I had some beers and wine, and then I won a free drink in an air guitar competition. And he said it would be his last memory of his time on the cruise. Because after leaving his family at a bar, he fell overboard into the Gulf of Mexico. Dad. The next thing I remember is waking up in the water, and the boat was out of sight. That is crazy. So 18 hours, he survived. That, and that also means that his body was just, you know, floating there for How? however long because he doesn't remember. Listen, that is a hand. Yeah. That is, there is no other explanation yeah, for that. God came along and just said, hey, sir, don't worry. I got you right here. <laughs> no sharks. Don't worry. No jellyfish. Okay. So, 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 so. <laughs> no, no, no. No dolphins are going to call you, make you their own. God was like, I can't guarantee all of that. He's like, but I will keep you alive because he did say over the next several hours, he would encounter two swarms of jellyfish that stung him pretty good all over his legs, arms, and neck. And he said, uh, the scariest part was seeing what he thought was a shark. I spotted a fin about 15 feet away that was heading to me. Um, he said he put his head underwater, opened his eyes to look at it. He's like, I'm not sure if it was a shark, but it bumped my leg and I kicked it and it never came back. Jeez. So, again, things I go on. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> you just told me, hey, water is not for me. <laughs> he survived, though. Him. If he fell out the plane, he wouldn't have survived. <laughs> True. True. So, um, yeah, that's why I say, like, it is possible. Like, that's why cruises don't scare me. Cruises scare me for a bunch of other reasons, but I also watch a documentary, which I never shared with you, and I'm not going to. But, Please don't. Um, yeah. <laughs> Talked all about cruises. But yeah, my mental health was fine until you told me about this guy who <laughs> fell overboard. But you made it back. Because now all I'm doing is running all the times that I walked close to the border <laughs> where I could have just fell. But you weren't drunk. It, oh, this, <laughs> this podcast. This issue. Yeah. So, like, again, just be aware of your surroundings when you're on a cruise and be mindful that, like, the boat's tipping and you may be too. So <laughs> need to hold on to something. Yeah. Yeah. Or um, always wear a life jacket. You can just be walking around with a life jacket. Oh, that's true. <laughs> like a- 
Yeah, he must have been so tired. Like, I'm done talking about it. Nah, nah. <laughs> topic for today. Let's get into our topic for today. You mean you don't want to talk about sharks and jellyfish? No, not at all. What? Um, so, what is our topic for today? I thought we were just reviewing stuff. What are we talking about? <laughs> I'm not here. Um, so, before the break, and even, well, we just did today. We had that, um, right. that assembly today. Okay, okay. I'm um, here. So... I'm guessing for this school year, there has been a focus on um, having kids understand like what consent is. Yeah. Um. So Alyssa was charged with um. Charge. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa. No, sorry. I, I was, said charged with. It was a full sentence. I was, was voluntold. Can we like? <laughs> yeah. I wasn't charged with anything. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about consent, and then you said charged with. No. <laughs> Strike that from the record. <laughs> um. What's it called? So Alyssa was um. Voluntold. Voluntold to <laughs> to come up with. A, an assembly for the school and i kind of just said like hey let me throw in my two cents here and there <laughs> um and standard exactly come here and help out so um we constructed these uh presentations to give to the six sevens and eights here because we're out of middle school if you didn't know um and the main point i would say behind this and maybe you can even chime in more the main mm-hmm. point was just for students to understand that there are things going on that aren't okay. Yeah. And you do not need to be okay with it. This is, it's not something that needs to become normal. Yeah. If there is something happening that you are not okay with, you can, you do not have to give your consent to certain things. And also the other side of that for students to understand that in order for really anything to happen, you need that other party's consent, whether yeah. it is an, an act of um, intimacy or some sort of like, uh, Relationship, relationship or something like that something yeah. like that or if it's like hey you have a pencil i want the pencil on your desk yeah no matter where it falls you need consent for those things to happen yeah and so you know what the i think the nice thing about talking about this is that i actually did have a lot of um teachers who weren't in our school because obviously i was posting about like crafting these things on instagram and so um people were asking like oh how did you decide who got what information mm. and i was like oh well we did it by kind of maturity level and what they are experiencing. Mm-hmm. So um, if anyone is interested in kind of crafting these for yourselves, what we did for our sixes was focus on the topic of consent and what it actually is. So we talked more about, you know, in class, you know, pencils and hoodies and hats and all of those things. We really focus on that for the sixes and grounding their understanding of consent as like a thing for everyone. Like, yeah. it doesn't have to be sexual. And so we really um kind of we didn't steer away from it but we didn't make it the focus of their their conversation for the sevens we focused on consent and digital consent so Mm -hmm. what it means because a lot of them are on snapchat taking pictures sending pictures sending screenshots of conversations and we just noticed that that is where kind of they needed their focus and then for the eights we really kind of dove into relationships and intimacy um and the idea of like touching of any sort so that includes like kissing and like holding hands holding hands and um yeah i thought of all of them truthfully the the eight presentation was my favorite one um Why is that? i felt like the i saw the ahas mm. um and even though they were laughing and giggling and being themselves as eights i really saw that they were taking it in as much as like I don't know, like, 
as much as a grade eight can take in that information, I really saw them like, oh, word, like. I really saw them like, oh, word, that's that's what it is. Like, um, especially when we talked about age of consent, because that wasn't something that was on any of their minds. And regardless of, of if they, you know, abstain from whatever kissing, sexual intercourse or handholding, whatever it is, hugging. Um, it is now in their mind that they're, they have rights. There are legal responsibilities for people who are in different age groups. And the fact that like, maybe you should start to question why an 18 year old is trying to talk to you and all of these things. And so that felt really good in just being able to get that information out to them Mm -hmm. because I felt like they did. They were like, Oh shoot. Yeah. Like, okay. I'm still gonna, but like, at least it was there. At least our voices are in the back of their mind when all of these things are happening. And I think that that's, I think that's why the grade eight one was my favorite as well. It's just the fact that, um, I, I even had a conversation, like brought it up to the group for a comment that somebody said, where it's like, okay, this is cool that you're showing me this scenario and telling Mm -hmm. me, Hey, even though um, this girl wants to kiss me and I want her to kiss me that because there's an age gap that this shouldn't happen. But that's not the real world. And in yeah. real life, this older girl is cute and I like her. And if she's, if, if uh-huh. she's the, especially if she's the one giving the advance, I'm most definitely going to take it. Yeah. And I think it's just important for them to know that like legally. Yeah. That's not a thing. Exactly. Legally, you can't consent to that, even if you want to. So um, I do. I felt like that was the most impactful. And maybe that's why I liked it the most. Or it felt the most impactful. I don't know. Maybe the sixes and the sevens really did, like, internalize it more mm-hmm. than than I remember or felt. Um, but for sure, the grade eight one, I was like, you hear us. Yeah. You may not want to, but you hear us. Yeah. I, I liked... Um... I think it's just it showed just a little bit of maturity on their parts mm-hmm. to sit down and kind of take in all of the information, yeah. especially again when we started talking about relationships. Mm-hmm. Said and, the word sex, and yeah, and it became just more serious, mm-hmm. and you could kind of see it for, especially for um the ones that we interact with a lot, like the yep. students that we interact with a lot, and kind of know some of their backstories and know kind of the, some of the things that they're getting into, yep. and seeing them like, ooh, you see me. Yeah, it is. It is a very, okay, this is kind of like a, it's not an offshoot, but we did these tied into our school climate lessons. Yeah. So we have school climate lessons that we've talked about um, once per cycle. And so we tied it into that. And what we really tried to do with these is sometimes, okay, so in the past, there's been different ways to kind of craft these lessons. Sometimes they've just been Mm pre-prescribed and we just kind of rotate through them. Like if you're in six, seven, eight, we have a whole bunch of six lessons, a whole bunch of sevens, a whole bunch of eights, and you just kind of rotate them through your time here. This year, we've really taken a reactive approach to our school climate lessons. And I think that's made a little bit of a difference. I also did love the assembly format of this. Which is is like... I I agree with you, but it also it, it really sucks because now the the ideas they're like oh it works so well this time. yeah it's true and Andre and Alyssa are the one making them <laughs> yeah. why don't we just let them continue to do it's the true work? which is like yes it it would be cool but I feel like um those school climate t- 
talks happening in the classroom is where the teacher gets to build the relationship with them. Like, yes, at all times, myself and Alyssa, as guidance counselors, me being the contact teacher as well, like, I that's my job. I'm going out and I'm building relationships. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these students, they have this connection with me of like safety that I'm a yeah. safe person that I you can come and talk to about this stuff. Yeah, it's true. Right? Whereas they might not feel that with their homeroom teacher, but now if the homeroom teacher is giving this lesson mm-hmm. or like what we did saying like, "Hey, you guys are going to go back into your classes and do something else with your teacher." Yeah. Um that gives the homeroom teacher the uh, the chance to build with their class and become that safe person for those students yeah. and I guess be like a first line of first line of response to a student yeah. like because hey I'm going through something you're right here I'm seeing you first period mm-hmm. um, instead of waiting until Mr. Mattersing is finally free to find them. I agree I like I'm definitely I don't think that we should do these all the time by any means but I did enjoy it as much as I complained about it the entire time <laughs> Um, and I did because it was a lot of work. Like, again, it doesn't seem like it was a lot of work, but. I think this one seemed like more work because we had to deliver it. Yes. Right. So um, it's one thing because, again, when we're making the Fords, we're putting in like, hey, these are stuff that you should do. Stuff you should yeah, try. Yeah. Do this video. Do this scenario stuff. Mm-hmm. But now I'm making it for me to deliver. Yeah, that's true. So I was very Which is all, picky. Yeah. <laughs> so, not that we're not picky about the four, but the four we don't have to. Before we have to hope that many teachers can deliver it yeah. in this one way. Whereas like I knew how we would deliver it. And so we picked videos that I knew we would unpack. Exactly. And that we would talk about in a way that needed to be talked about versus just leaving it and being like, I hope that when you play this video, mm-hmm. you talk about this. Or like putting in like these big open ended questions at yeah. the end of a video because you want to hopefully entice conversation in the classroom. Yeah. Whereas here, this is me. And if I want, I can bring about the conversation because I'm the one here doing it already. Yeah, 100%. So very different, but very interesting in just the way that we've kind of approached the lessons this year in, like I was saying, being reactive Mm -hmm. and not reactive in like waiting too long until things happen, but just being aware of what's happening in the building and really kind of tapping into those, um, those emotions, those goings on, like. Um, we had, we've had like friendship, oh my goodness, the friendship drama. Um, <laughs> and so a little before the break, so the, the lesson before this one was on friendship and like, yeah. who are your friends? And like, what does it mean to be a friend? And, um, uh, that one apparently was delivered really well. I had a lot of good feedback from Yeah, that same. One. I know, I know we had one on, uh, boundaries like the week before mm-hmm. that as well. Yeah. Which kind of served as like a precursor for this, this one yeah, about consent true. that all of these, all of the, uh, classes got. So um, if you're like a, I would say like if you're a guidance counselor or something like that at your school and you're trying to think of like, hey, initiatives to start, like doing these um, school climate um, lessons, mm-hmm. they're really impactful. A hundred percent. And again, I feel like for us, I feel like there was a time that for myself, I didn't really like delivering the four. Oh my goodness. I hated um, it. That. You would hear from the students like, oh, the f- why? Yeah. Why this lesson again? Yeah. Right? And um, I feel like the reason why that was maybe happening was just, I guess, a disconnect from what was going on because they didn't hit, like, to chest, home. They didn't hit your in your soul. Yeah, they <laughs> didn't hit home, like, how how the these ones are now because yeah. 
before we were kind of just talking about broad topics like hey it's um mental health yeah or as a whole because it's bullying awareness month mm-hmm. we're the four one of the four lessons is going to focus on bullying yeah right where it's now it's kind of just this general topic where now what we're doing is okay this is happening in the building mm-hmm let's touch on it here yeah or we saw this one problem but this could escalate and become a bigger problem for a lot of students yeah let's touch on it um and explore it more and have these guys question certain things so that way we're not seeing a repeat of problems happening in the school building yeah and i think we're not shying away from tough topics not that we have in the past necessarily because i think we've talked about some like heavier things for sure but i i don't know i think this lesson in particular that's really like it's grounding it's really grounding um these lessons for me in the fact that like we just have these very honest conversations and yeah even when i think about the sixth lesson they had questions they had like wait a minute and so i could tell that they were ruminating and they were thinking and i really saw i liked seeing the four in action on a broad scale you know what i mean like it's very different when you're going class to class um, and seeing it, because I've done that too, where I've just kind of like popped in and seen what classes are doing. But it's very different watching uh, 250 kids, mm. you know, all take in the lesson at the same time. And you're watching all them. have like the same thought. Yeah. At the same time, like I was telling Alyssa before, the biggest thing is like when we were talking about things like, hey, you guys are in relationships and kissing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, you had, you could see it on students' faces like, ooh, yeah. he's talking about me. but. <laughs> But I can't let anybody around me know that he's talking about me. So let me try and like keep my composure. But I, I've already given it away. He's already seen. Me. Yep. <laughs> um. So it was um like you said, cool to see the four in action on this like grand scale. Mm-hmm. Um. So I would say maybe what if you're going to like implement this in your your school or whatever it is, maybe try a mix of both. Maybe have mm-hmm. like a, I would say your initial lesson should probably be. Uh, an assembly type deal, but split it up. Um, so that way you kind of introduce, this is what we're going to be doing yeah. moving forward. Um, and then you can give it back to the teachers. And then every now and again, maybe pop in with those like grade level lessons. Yeah. Especially if you're uh, at a smaller school. Yeah. Like, like Alyssa said, when we do a grade level presentation, it is 250 kids. Yep. Right. Where you might only have 200 kids in your whole school. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So um, it's just keep that in mind as you are creating these lessons like um, and try and make them meaningful to you. And the reason mm-hmm. why I say that is because like you might hear us talking about the lessons that we're doing and go, oh, I'm going to message Alyssa on Instagram or on your <laughs> Instagram and say, OK, can I borrow one of your lessons just to see what it looks like? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and She's rude. <laughs> yeah. The swift the swift answer is a swift no. But the um, the I guess. the And that's the bell. We're almost done. <laughs> Um, the more, I guess, meaningful answer to you would be that you have to look at your school yeah, and do ones for your school. Mm-hmm. Like, we can help you. Like, yeah. you know what? Maybe let's do a quick little, like, not a rundown of like every slide, but like maybe a, a setup for like how we would craft a lesson. Oh, for sure. Cause yeah. that might help people. I would say, um, usually obviously first, first slide is like, Hey, this is the topic and mm-hmm. there's. Anytime we're doing something maybe a little bit more serious, there's always some sort of, I don't know what to call it. I call it a like a, a 
it's like a preamble, a precursor. I was gonna uh, say warning, but I don't like the the word warning. I don't know what to call it. Um, I don't know, but we do one of those like this contains yeah sensitive like, material. And um, because again, because we're the guidance counselor and contact teacher, um, especially when we did the one today, I could say like, hey, if somebody is feeling uncomfortable, the contact room is open. They can always come here if they if. Mm-hmm things are too overwhelming after they're going through the lesson we also do like um and this is something we try to teach in the four is that we some of them will do like hand signals so that way we know like a thumbs up is like i just am going to the bathroom yeah. type of thing versus like a peace sign might be like i'm not okay i need help but i'm gonna i'm gonna leave i'm gonna leave anyway much, yeah. so um implementing things like that um so yeah first slide you said talk about what the topic is precursor if it's like a heavier topic mm-hmm. Um, usually we start with like a video or a nine, song. Yeah, nine like ninety percent of the time, there's some sort of video mm-hmm. quote song that kind yeah. of um gives an introduction to whatever the topic is. Yeah, so it's like that's our our minds on, I guess, because it will hook the students usually. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we try to lead with like not the most salacious thing right off the bat. <laughs> uh, we try and like work them in, so it's like. Um, I th- I've heard it described as like safely in and safely out. Mm. And so that's kind of the way that w- when I'm crafting the lessons, that's what I'm thinking about. I'm like thinking like slow in, build up and then bring them back out safely. So that way we're not like, boom, lesson's done. Go home. Yeah. Go home. Um, we also, I will say, try not to do the heavier topics on a Monday or a Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we know that our four lessons will land on those days, um, before when we had to do them on those days, we would make sure that like those don't happen on those days or like they're not happening right before like a long weekend. So we're not sending kids off with like trauma or like, exactly. you know, like perfect example with our consent lesson today, the students could have got it yesterday like, or even the end of oh, the yeah. end of the year last year, but we chose not to and said, okay, let's wait until they come back. Yeah. Um, I feel like the, the next step after, so again, you have your intro, um video with your precursor of what is going to happen or if there mm-hmm. needs to be some sort of warning there and then um there's usually like questions to question what was happening in the video yep um question some of the the concepts and ideas that were brought up in the video and even a lot of the times there might even be another video that kind of like says like okay you th- you thought this when you watched this yeah. video now look at this one Mm-hmm. With more questions, like how does that change your perspective of what is what you yeah. saw previously and things like that? So a lot of it is perspective shifting mm-hmm. because we're not trying to tell kids most times like here is what it is. We're yeah. trying to like lead them on this questioning journey of like, wait a minute, is this OK? Is this what I thought? Like, how yeah. can I? Um, so it's a, there's a lot of questions and we've uh, the four was really designed to be done kind of in a community circle. Yeah. So um most teachers will facilitate it that way in a circle where they're sitting again with their students and working through it that way um after questions usually another video we like videos i yeah, feel like videos because are fun. again and that's probably why it takes so long to make them because you're, you're yeah. trying to find videos that aren't like just fluff and filler but yeah. actually like pound in the information that you're trying to give the mm. students yeah, the one we showed today. Again, I really love the grade eight lesson. I <laughs> thought it was done so well. Um, the video that we showed them today, the Vice video. Yeah. Fantastic. Perfect. Perfect for what we were talking about. 100%. Um, um, so and then usually um, 
closer to the end, there's some sort of activity for the students to do. Yeah. Whether it is an individual activity, um, there may be something where we're breaking kids into small groups. It could be something like, hey, we're asking them um, scenarios about the topic or that include the topic and mm-hmm. saying, okay, like, what should be the right answer here? Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, there's usually, like, some sort of small uh, debrief of, like, hey, these are the things that you learned. Yep. These are the things that you should remember. Yeah, that's that's pretty that's much how really we craft the lesson. And yeah. And it's not like it's nothing big. We're talking like 20 slides. <laughs> like, Let me say it's nothing big. 20 slides is a lot but, for people. But, but, no, I, to somebody that might not like you hear and you might think like, oh, yeah. my gosh, this is this long um, 50 slide presentation. It's true. Right. But what you really find is, hey, yes, these are 20 slides. But if you're doing the 20 slides uh, or doing a good job at putting together the slideshow, mm-hmm. you'll find that a lot of the times four lessons stop at like you you run out of time yeah. and you find out oh my gosh Always. i'm only on slide 12 and i purposefully like do that because my fear when we first started crafting them was that they were going to be too short, short and people were going to yeah. run out of time and be like now what do i do right mm-hmm. so i tried to make them like extra long so people would i'd be like if you didn't finish like whatever it's okay pick it up next time pick it up later um and then yeah like sometimes they're creating you know what we've also done to lighten some of them? Because not all fours are heavy. I should mm. mention that, right? Like, we've done house challenges in our four lessons. Yeah. Um, so they get to, like, build fun stuff. And sometimes it's just building community in your classroom and having fun and laughing together because we know that that also builds community and not just, like, building trauma bonds in our classroom. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I will say that because people are like, oh, my goodness. All you do is just make these kids sad all the time. No, they have tons of fun as well. Um, and sometimes we break lessons up into two parts. So this one we did that with. So we did an assembly for all three grades, their next four, which is next week, all of the classes are going to pick up with the activity that we left them with. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're actually, I'll I'll let you know what that is. They're creating consent culture, um, like charts slash like displays in their room. So something that just kind of anchors their learning in a visual format. So that way it's something they can look back at, um, throughout the year and just, remember so that's how you craft a four lesson and we call it the four because it used to happen on day four period four yes then it was like day four period one and now it is whenever you get to it whenever you get to it on you're gonna get it on day four whatever day you decide to do it go ahead and do it yeah so that's why we call it the four you can call it whatever you want Mm -hmm. you can kind of call it climate hour if you want to you can call it Alyssa and andre's (laughs) (laughs) power hour (laughs) kids would be like who's that don't worry (laughs) worry. (laughs) can you imagine we weren't the originators of it, though, I will say. No, not at all. We, uh, we, there were two former teachers that actually are the originators. We're so. just here carrying the mantle over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that, with that being said, we are going to end today's episode. Again, we are teachers like us. You can find us wherever you decide to put your subscription dollars. If you're looking to stay up to date for when we are dropping new episodes, you can follow us on Instagram at teachers like us. If you're looking to see the new and improved brown skin girl, Alyssa. She is so cute. <laughs> you can follow her at Alyssa G. Titer or historicallyspeaking.ca. And we'll see you next week. Peace.